0: Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today on CMO Insights, we have Michael Bailey, who is Vice President of Marketing for Fleet Michael, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Nice to be here. Oh, definitely glad to have you. I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with what FleetCore does, but maybe you could take a quick minute and introduce us to your company.
1: Sure. So, FleetCore is really famous for providing payment solutions to fleets across across the world, really. We're an international company. Um, We have a series of products, both with our direct issue stuff, which is our FuelMan proprietary network, where we look for businesses who are either moving their goods across the country or moving their um, people to where they're getting, you know, where they need to go to do their work. Um, And we also do that for some of our private labor partners as well. So we have uh, agreements with BP, um, with Speedway, uh, with a handful of petroleum marketers across the North American market, as well as in, you know, our UK market uh, and some other sort of more interesting things going on in in, uh, South America. We've recently, um, well not recently, I guess it's been a couple of years now, acquired another company called Comdata. Comdata has the trucking platform, which does the same kind of thing, um, as well as a corporate payments product. So really trying to help businesses in the financial space get the products that they need, get the purchasing products that they need, um, and really try and empower that uh, for business, um, really across the globe at this point.
0: Fantastic. So I, you've been doing this for a while. So. Tell me a little bit about you know, how you're approaching marketing in 2017 versus, say, five years ago. What's, what's What are some of the biggest changes you've seen? I think the biggest change
1: really is data. I think data has come a long way in terms of its reliability and its utility for an organization. Um, one of the big things that I've done, really, at any company that I've been at, but specifically here at Fleet Corps, is look at the data that's available to us to drive those marketing decisions, whether it's better targeting, whether it's a better product offering, whether it's a better cadence of communications to a customer or really um, just trying to get a a very high level scalable understanding of what people need. and people will tell you all kinds of things if you ask them the questions that will give you the answers a lot of times that they think that you want to hear but if you look at what they do and how they use your product or how they behave or how they speak to each other when they don't think that you're listening you get a lot better intelligence on what it is that really will be successful in the marketplace and i think that the data that's available to us, both through social media or through online behavior, or really even through some of our call centers, um, if you if you take the time to, to look at that information and listen, is really a powerful tool. And I think that you know, as our measurement models become more sophisticated and as our
0: tools become more real time, um, it will only get better. It's a really interesting time to be a marketer. Uh, no doubt, and I, I think you would get every executive to agree with you the importance of data. So. But I think everyone's struggling to figure out how to harness it you know, and because it's yeah. sort of siloed and disparate. So what are some of the things that you're doing at Fleetport to solve that?
1: So really, um, you know, Fleetport is like a other really big company. We have, a, especially a financial company, we have a lot of data and really trying to pick through and figure out what is the most important data is really the challenge. And a lot of that has to do with bringing it. Really smart people, um, people who understand data, who understand marketing, and who understand how to bring those two things together, because they are a little bit. Or at one point, we're a bit of a disconnected discipline. They're very heavily overlapping now, and really, at the end of the day, we're trying to get an understanding of what is it that we need to know in order to drive a revenue result. And I think that you know marketers can sometimes get a little lost in, the, in themselves when they're trying to figure out, all right, what's the impact I'm looking people? I need to build awareness. I need to build brand equity. I need to build these things. At the end of the day, especially in B2B, you need to build revenue. Um, that's really the, the, the challenge, and that's really the onus on us. So if you're going to go get a piece of information, the first question that I challenge myself and any of the marketing leaders that I work with to ask is, if I have this information, what business decision and what business question am I going to be able to answer differently because of it? So for us, that means really starting with our digital behavior. You know, we we accept applications for our products online. Um, we have a lot of wealth of information for our websites that will tell us, you know, what they're looking at, how they're interacting with the with the pages. But at the end of the day, really, what I want to know is, you know, for us, it's how many gallons of gasoline do they pump? So we can start to put markers in the experience sort of the top of the funnel and say all right we're going to put these here and we're going to measure those we're going to measure those through a downstream performance metric so we're going to literally measure this in revenue production or in gallon production as we call it in uh in the core world so i think really tying any of those activities downstream as far as you can and really creating the algorithms and creating the, sort of the data path underneath that to support really what you're doing helps you get more efficient with your data with your ad spend and helps you get more efficient with Um, The the direction to your digital teams, so I think that's really what we try and do is keep your eye on the prize, which ultimately for us is revenue.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So tell us a little bit about your customers, and then you know from a marketing standpoint, how much of your marketing is divided between acquisition, then onboarding versus full life cycle, where you're trying to drive um, cross sell, up sell, renewable activity.
1: Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, for us today, uh, a lot of our onus is on acquisition. So that's really where, you know, we've got a lot of opportunity. Um, most companies don't think of themselves as fleets. They think, I eh, you know, I'm, I'm an electrician. I don't have a fleet. I've got six vans. Oh, okay. Well, in our world, you would be a fleet. So I think that really sort of measuring customer language versus fleet order language has been a bit of the challenge, um, and I think we're getting better at that as a market organization. And because of that, um, if you think of people who are either in their vehicles or on their way to you know, to, to work or on their way to deliver a service to a client or, you know, delivering goods on behalf of, of two clients. I think that that's really where um, we want to go. And that's really the, the audience that we want to reach. But that's not a segment. That's not in any Dun & Bradstreet list. There's no vehicle-dependent business unit that's out there. There's fleets, you know, some sort of the big guys. But the small business play, I think, is really where we are. We're, we're very successful. And I think we're very successful because there's a market need. It's just not an easily defined Market segment. There's no SIC code for this, so I think that's really um, where we're focused and where we're we're doing a great job of getting more information out there, learning the way that our customers speak to each other, the language that they use, and really infusing that into our marketing um, into our marketing efforts. That so that's interaction okay. the actually piece. The downstream stuff is a little tougher, um, mostly because we have got a car product. If you've got a car product, you're in it. We're adding some things over time to that portfolio. Um, but those things, I think, will be a little bit longer in the cycle. That's not really where we've been focused traditionally. I think that's probably in the next, in the next two years.
0: Okay. Um, let's uh, change uh, direction a little bit in terms of technology. So, you know, obviously you said a lot of your marketing is, is aimed at acquisition, but what what's your stack look like, and how are you using technology at scale?
1: So it's interesting, right now we're undergoing a bit of a tech, a tech stack review, and, uh, you know, we rely heavily on google analytics today um, mostly because you know like i said information is king for us we have a lot of internal proprietary systems that we've built some things that are core's bread and butter sort of our secret sauce um the thing that lets us be powerful and scale quickly into markets is the same thing that gives us information back on customer utilization and customer utility of that product so if they're on a card platform we can get a lot of information about what they're buying where they're buying it how often they're buying it um, as well as giving that control back to our customers so that technology which is so critical for our customers to have control over their financial um, behavior as a customer, really also gives us a lot of insight into what are they using and what are they needing. So feeding that system back into our marketing automation platforms and our digital um, our digital efforts, and really even our bid platforms for our PPC and for our Google and Bing spends, it's really starts to tie the whole piece together. But it's not one platform to rule them all. I think one of the one of the the bits of um, A challenge has been a lot of companies really were trying to get to this one mega thing, this one bill to pay that gives me everything that I could possibly need. And what we're finding is it's really not practical because in a lot of cases for us, we need a slightly nuanced version of this and a slightly nuanced version of that. And really the technology roadmap is let's get the best things that we can that ties the most together. And then we'll customize where we need to or we'll build something in sort of a bridge point or a middle step where we need to in order to really get a customer experience and a data experience and a marketing experience um, for our marketers that makes the most sense and is the most uh, accurate and the most actionable. I think that's really um, part of our strategy today is really, do we have the right systems in place? Where we do, we're keeping them or we're enhancing them or where we don't, we're going to replace them with something that's got a little bit more, a little bit more powerful. Yeah,
0: and I think, I think that's a very pragmatic approach. Um, I, I know everyone would like to use just a simple set of tools for one single platform, but it, it doesn't seem like there really is one that can do it all. Um, what What are you being missioned on, and what is your what do your bosses expect out of you in terms of outcomes? And then, what are you holding your team accountable for?
1: Um, genuinely, it's double digit growth. Uh, Fleetcore has enjoyed quite a healthy stretch of growth in the last several years, and we don't plan on stopping that anytime soon. So, our marketing team has a revenue group has a revenue goal. Um, We have revenue components to everything that we do, and we really do try and keep our eye on what is going to move the business forward, what is going to grow that revenue number, and what is truly going to allow us to scale by either tapping into new markets or getting more out of the markets that we've already tapped into. And I think that's really, um, that is our sole focus. And I think if you look at, you know, the numbers we report to the street, if you look at the things that we are doing um, for our customer base and the ways that we're trying to enhance the product utility for them, that really is... That it really is what we live and breathe here.
0: Okay, and so, you so your team yeah. also accountable for the same thing as they they have a revenue number.
1: Yep. Yeah. So our sales and marketing channels are actually really heavily aligned, and far so far more so than I think probably many companies that I've worked for in the past. Um, we do joint plans. We do joint execution. We have weekly calls with sales and marketing leadership. We have weekly calls with sales and marketing uh, teams, like all the way down from the very senior level all the way down to the guys on the floor and the guys on the phone. And so I think that's that's really important for us because it really does keep marketing accountable to revenue. And it really helps us, especially in a B2B environment, understand what is it that we're trying to do. You know, my biggest marketing channel is my outbound sales force, which is crazy because I spent a lot of money in, in PPC and Google. But my sales team, man, they're they're tenacious and they will get in the head of a customer and they will get in front of a customer. Um, sometimes even more noticeably than uh, Google can, although well, don't tell Google that to be sad.
0: <laughs> of course. So you know, with your team as you continue to build them out, are there are there skills um, or certain type of fit you're looking for as you build out your culture, you know, what, what's changing now in 2017 versus a few years ago? I think really what we're
1: looking for are um, people who understand customer experience, who understand um, customer need and how to listen for it. And really, um, you know, especially in marketing, you've got to be a technophile, you've got to love technology, you've got to be comfortable with it, um, you know. We've got a lot of digital natives on the team who grew up with an iPad in their hand and don't know anything different. Um, we've also got some slightly uh, more senior folks um, who maybe didn't grow up in that environment, but they have an aptitude for it and they love it. And I think really that's part of the culture that we're looking for. We need people who are constantly curious, who are constantly willing to adapt and learn, and be are comfortable with information. Um, data can be overwhelming, and I think that... We need people who aren't intimidated by a giant problem. We need people who are excited about it, and I think that's the type of person that we're bringing into the organization—people who can see the future in the clouds. And I think that's really, um, you know, I think it's really what has contributed so much to the success of Corps is we've, we found those people. And I think that we're doing, you know, we're we're empowering them to do great work. And we're basically, you know, our methodology is get people who have a really firm understanding of how the, how the internet works and how the universe works and how the digital works. And then let them go. Just let them go and tell us what it is that we should be focused on because they're close to it, and uh, we we should trust them.
0: Nice. So, from a process standpoint, what are some of the things that you're working on today to scale the business?
1: Well, we we got a couple of product launches in the in the queue right now. That, so that's really where my focus is. I'm really trying to get a better customer experience through the product lines, um, and I think that's. That's a lot of the team's uh, work right now, and getting the infrastructure set up to create a new product experience—something um, that's a little different than anything we've done before—and we hope better. Um, we don't know better yet. Uh, we can look at this and say this is objectively better. This, this is one thing. These are all the problems that we've heard about, it, and we've solved all those problems here, so it must be—it must be better. I'm pretty jaded, so I think that even if I, as a marketer, marketing person, as a legal person, think that it's better, I want to see how the market actually responds. Um, marketers, you know, what is it—the famous uh, step that yeah. marketers get it wrong 70% of the time. That's worse than a coin flip. So I don't trust my own intuition. What I do is I trust my data. So we're making sure that we're putting the right data in place to measure uh, the product launches that we've got coming out in 2017.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So uh, if you were going to give advice to an executive that was approaching transformation for their team, what would you tell them? Trust the data.
1: Even if it says you, tells you a story you don't like, um, it's hard to do. You know, I've, I've created a few things in my time where I thought this is really, really brilliant and it's important. And the reason that I knew that it flopped is because the data came back and said that it flopped. Now we all felt good about it when we put it into market. And we all felt like this was gonna be, you know, the next great thing that our marketing team had contributed, but at the end of the day it didn't work. And I think knowing that and owning that and being okay with that is really a hard thing for executives to get their heads around. But it's important. It's important to one really believe the data that's in front of you, and not sort of do this confirmation bias thing. It's like, well, it says this, but it can probably probably means these things, and start reading into the, the tea leaves a little bit, where you know there may not be truth. And then secondly, give your give your marketing teams freedom to fail. Um, people need to be able to experiment in this environment. Life moves very quickly; the internet moves even faster. So I think that we need to give our marketing teams the air cover to say, hey, I want to try this thing. I want to go out and I want to see, knowing that they're probably going to get it wrong every now and then. Um, and that's okay because when they get it right, it goes right in a huge way. And I think all those little you know, small failures that you can get, get into market quickly, get some learnings, come back, re- retool, get back into the market, you've got the tech stack to do it now. If you invest wisely, you can be in market very, very quickly with a brand new idea. You can also be out of market very, very quickly with a, with a bad idea. So I think that's... <laughs> Having that freedom and having that confidence in your teams and letting them go and play and really like enjoy this, um, you know, capture that curiosity, that sort of that innate tinker that you've got on your marketing teams and let them go tinker because when they do, you'll find something really powerful and it's, I think, the most the most critical step to any successful marketing organization.
0: Great advice, Michael. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate you being on the show today and sharing your insights with us. So best of continued success at Fleet Core. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. You bet. Thank you.